0: your greatness has arrived welcome to episode 296 of the trophy room a playstation podcast made by the players for the players i'm your host joseph aka mr Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend kyle talk about the latest the greatest in all things playstation of course this week we are chatting about finally finally the playstation vr2's pricing release date launch games all that fun stuff and we're going to be talking about where Square Enix goes next, and of course, last but not leastly, our God of War Ragnarok review discussion. So, with all that said, with all that out of the way, not the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Luke Lore. How are you, sir? Well, Joe, I tell you, oh God,
1: it's been a long time coming. You had me back on this here show.
0: I, I... tell you. I now here understand the voices.
1: You <laughs> he to put you in your place.
0: That's right. That's right. Hello, sir. Hi. you for having me. Thank you for coming on for such short notice, because I do want to address the elephant in the room that is Kyle's absence, because he had a lot to say about PlayStation VR 2's pricing. And well, let's be honest, the way it's been revealed to us so far, um, but he can't make it here today. Uh, he has some family stuff going on. If you want to learn all about it, please check out his Twitter, you know, at Mr. K-Step. To make a long story short, his um, one-year-old nephew is in the hospital. So please, our best wishes, thoughts, prayers, all that good stuff to Kyle and his his family in this trying time. Um, And I'll be real, as we're going through this episode, it's going to be tough not having Kyle here Um, and knowing how much or what he's going through right now. So please, everybody, send your well wishes to Kyle. And at the same exact time, send your worst wishes over to Mr. Luke Lore, a.k.a. the insipid ghost over at XEP. And uh, in all seriousness, Luke, thank you so much for coming on.
1: Oh, man, happy to do it. Happy <laughs> thank you. to do
0: it. Uh, thank you. No stranger to
1: when the schedule falls apart last minute yeah, uh, at all. And I'm happy I was able to join you. Uh, cause my schedule is starting to free up just a smidgen. That's right. And I'm starting to get my feet under me again. Cause I had a I had a window of time where I was just booked. So yeah. it's I'm excited to be here, man. Lots of stuff to talk
0: about. And real we talk, have news. See, I, I, we have news mm-hmm. stuff that's worth talking about. And right? I kind of feel the same. Finally, like time is opening up where I'm not devastatingly tired to record a podcast. Yeah. You know, the last two months have been. Insane, but I want to tell you a story before we talk about all this PlayStation stuff. You want ready, to hear this? Stories. Like okay. I'm
1: ready? I heard about this. You heard
0: about this? Have you heard about this? I got a call today. It was like a phone call interview, mm-hmm. and when I mentioned my resume, I talked about the trophy room, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Oh, and how's your co-host Kyle?" And that took me back. Oh. And I and I go, "Uh, whoa, you did your homework." He's like, "Yeah, I've listened to a few episodes," and my initial thoughts. <laughs> Luke, oh, no lie. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. yeah. Uh-oh, <laughs> That's I'm like, did I ruin this interview? He's like, no, no, no. You're good. You're good. I wouldn't be calling you otherwise. Well, Uh-oh. I got
1: news for you. Uh, this guy called me as a reference, and I told him yeah. about the things you did. That's All fine. right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Especially to your mother. But here's the oh, thing, Luke. No. Oh, no. You deal with that too because you're a teacher. You got these kids oh, yeah. bothering you. Yeah. How many times did that happen to you, like in a month?
1: Uh, it happens every school year, yeah,
0: every school year it happens. Do and... they just find out or do you tell them to try to boost your numbers?
1: Uh, no, never. <laughs> they're not the audience that you want, right like you're in all joking aside when yeah. you want an uh, you want an audience that's engaged, not a number that's a not a one time click, right, yeah. which I actually compete against that because I do interviews. sometimes those are one time clicks yeah. um, uh, i don't I, t- I tell them to get ahead of it. Uh, because in truth, nobody, no, no kid's gonna enjoy my show. It's not yeah. designed for them. It's not like I don't know control. anybody that would. It's hateful, rude. Um, <laughs> nonetheless, sir. Yeah. Uh, I I tell them, but then they, they they every every two weeks or so, some new kids like, oh, I found you on YouTube, and I'm like, well, that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> don't know why you're don't know why you're looking for uh, more of me i don't way,
2: know
1: here's,
0: here's a what's, paper what's yeah what's causing you to type in luke lore on youtube you know?
1: morbid curiosity what? usually they want to find dirt on you of some kind uh, that's fair um There's most plenty. of the time it's not malicious it's more like they think it's fun yeah you know most oh, of the time but I but kids. i will say more than once uh over the last probably three months i've had somebody say oh XEP, yeah 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 I know are No way. Yeah, cool. yeah, we, you and I, we've battered that idea back and forth. Like we've just had like little moments where someone's like, "Yeah, I know your work." And it's like, cool. Didn't okay. know. You know, that's when someone me. catches you off guard, it's like that's cool. Yeah. So that's a feel good for you that they listen to your episodes.
0: It was, and I'm just like, oh god, which, but like, which one was we're, it? Were well, probably the one where you expressed
1: uh unyielding support for Kanye. Yeah,
0: I think gotta support yeah, yeah. these trying
1: times yeah he's having a <laughs> tough time and yeah. uh, how dare adidas i think is what you said
0: yeah yeah uh, and you, i said how dare sketches not yeah, make room line. for for a appointment you know <laughs> last minute you know You're uh right. all right listen all joking aside before we get mm-hmm. into it luke lore for everybody who's new to you who's just listening who are you what do you do take it away
1: Well, my name is Luke Lore. I host the Xbox Expansion Pass, which is Mm. uh, an interview-based show, Uh, Mm. 150 episodes, 85-plus industry guests, uh, from the creator of the original Xbox, Seamus Blackley, to pretty recently I had the creative director of Sea of Thieves on. Uh, I often feature developers from indie to AAA titles uh, to just talk about their craft and discuss what's going on. I, I talk about the goings on of uh, the gaming news and how it interacts with the Xbox community and how it impacts Xbox overall. Uh, and, and in short, it's it's uh, a show at which I, I discuss the world of gaming as it pertains to Xbox. So if there's relevant PlayStation 5 news or PlayStation news, and it's going to uh, in some way, affect what's going on in the Xbox world. We'll discuss that. Absolutely, um, it's a solo show, so it's just me, and I answer, you know, questions and whatnot. Uh, it's a blast, and I've I've been off for a week and a half uh, yeah. from podcasting, so this is nice to be back and ease back in. Nice, on this nice. amateur hour here.
0: Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Go f- self. I got a bleep machine. All right, this professional <laughs> right now. Get out of here. Thank it. you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. No, seriously, you have some of the best interviews just in the industry alone so everybody okay. please check out xcp because luke does legitimately i feel like it's like once a quarter we're talking about an interview of his on this show because it's industry breaking so yeah please was... please please check out xcp because unironically okay. <sighs> he's a really good podcaster and a really good friend <sighs> <laughs> That took a lot. (laughs) I was doing the finger crosses while I was doing it, so it didn't mean it. Uh, And also, just before we uh, get into the rigmarole, just a few pieces of housekeeping. Of course, this is your last chance, your last announcement to get ahead of the Carpool Gaming slash the Trophy Room slash Save the Game Media Extra Life stream Uh, that is happening. This Saturday, as of recording, we are raising money for the strollies Children's Hospital in Edmonton, Alberta. The hospital that helps the friend of our show, friend of the show, Marcus O'Neill's son, Miles. Uh, and we are donating the God of War collectors edition the $200 limited edition uh for anybody who chips in more than 10 bucks to our extra life stream of course winners i believe uh get read on sunday the day after so please make sure you're throwing out a good 10 bucks 20 bucks it really does help and it helps kids like miles who need special surgeries that couldn't afford it otherwise uh and if you want a bonus just a little like you know hey double my chances of winning something God of War related. You can rate the show five stars on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, and you get a chance to win the digital uh, deluxe edition of God of War Ragnarok. Now, with that said, I want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash PS Like I say, each and every week, the reason why we look so good sound so great and get to do so many cool things is because of your support over at patreon.com slash PS. PS Trophy I want to thank our newest members, matteo 61 or no, sorry, 1606. And Maximum Carnage. I want to thank our Platinum members, Todd Burrowitz and Toxic. I want to thank our gold members. Too soon, Gavin Gaffried, Jose Jimenez, Jedi Master and Metal Kirby, Stephen Flesh, Doth Simon the Pie Man, Chaotic Monkey, Enigma, Millennial Falcon Gaming, Sith Lord 92, and Strubles and Bits. I want to thank our Silver Plus members, Awesome Dave, Hide Indoors, Naka Chaka, Marcus O'Neill, JB, The Purple Monkey, Jada's Vaughn Metal, Tim Ulf, Justin Rodriguez, Cypher Prima, Captain Logan, Brenton Zachary, K Grimm, Rick Arrington, Dewane Rakshad, The Good Sir, Drellish, Foolish Fuji, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Dilo, Diaz, Elo2032, Bubble Boy N7, Jesse Garcia, Hambone, The Assack King, Stone Cold, E.T. Astronaut Junior, not to be mistaken with Astronaut Senior, Green Gorilla Gamer, Katie Stubbs, M9 Prime, Sean McKenzie, and Johnson, Final Fans, Androzo, Vantante Tatted, Lamb Chop 93, and Justin Rodriguez. Thank you all so much for your support. It really does help us out. Now, that said, Luke, usually each and every week, we square up the news and Kyle reads out the news. Mm-hmm, and he does mm-hmm. a bang-up job of it, because yeah, I have very good. crippling dyslexia. Mm-hmm. You're the guest, and I don't want you to read. That would be very rude. Okay. But I want to preface this to the audience. I normally don't do this, and I have dyslexia. So please don't make fun of me. He's also real dumb, not related to dyslexia. Honestly, yeah. I'll give you that. <laughs> I'm a big dumb <laughs> idiot, folks. But it is time to square up the news. Let's take it away for the first one from Vicky Blake over at Eurogamer titled, Square Enix wants to make global hits and believes blockchain will play a key part of future growth. Ooh, titles that aren't going to age well. All right. In a financial report that confirmed Square Enix has set new records for full year net sales, the Japanese company says it wants to, quote, enhance its presence in the global market. Unquote. Uh, given the graying demographics of developing games, primarily in the Japanese market. In a statement, Square Enix said that it's, quote, critical for its businesses that it produce hits that speak to a global market. They continue, we need to enhance our presence in the global market by quickly establishing organizational structure that enables us to constantly roll out high-quality content produced through selective and focused resource allocation. This requires the revamping of our title and studio portfolio. Achieving major growth in the gaming industry is difficult now that companies that compete primarily in the Japanese market, given its gray demographics. They mean aging, but that's weird that they say gray Nonetheless, yeah. such is it's critical for our business that we produce hits that speak to the global market, which offers greater scales in terms of both consumers and sales volumes. Square Enix added, in other words, the Japanese market is no longer sufficient for achieving the level of earnings that enable us to recoup our development, investment, and generate a profit. And therefore, we need to approach our development efforts based on the assumption that we have to succeed in the global market. Just weeks after confirming that it was selling off Western Studios and IP to Embracer Group for $300 million, Square Enix revealed plans to establish new studios and acquire others. The news came as part of the company's recent financial presentation, which revealed one of Square Enix's quote, medium-term business strategy initiatives is to, quote, boost development capabilities by establishing new studios, mergers, and acquisitions. Oh boy. Um I read this and it felt like it felt like they want to say they're going into mergers and acquisitions but this document read like they truly don't know what they really want from their portfolio. You know, for me, I see them going, "We need to generate global hits," but then just months ago they go, "We don't know how to make western games so we're going to sell off these studios. Um, you know, Crystal D and Idos being incredible studios that make incredible games. Mm-hmm. So, Luke, I know you're not a big JRPG just like myself, but sure. I want to know what your takeaway on what's going on at Square Enix currently. Well, it's it's
1: weird listening to that and then reading the various articles I have in the last week or so. My eyes glaze over because yeah. It's it's such techno babble that it sounds just like pure jargon, like they're not saying anything because yeah. I don't think they truly have a direction. It is not surprising that a ma- a company with a major presence in Japan is realized and roots in Japan is realizing that the Japanese market is no longer sustainable uh, to make AAA games. We AAA games are going up in price. Uh, games in general are going up in price to develop. And the market is now a worldwide market. It's no longer a North American market, a European market, uh, an Asian market. It, it can't be centered into one locale and justify some of the exorbitant costs that's, that are going into game development. So it's not surprising to me that uh, a Japanese-based company is saying, all right, we can't be the king of Japan, and that gets us through. Yeah, uh, They've certainly shown an inability to read the trend, uh, given their... Uh, lending themselves towards an nft conversation (laughs) when you know troy baker taught us one thing it's that don't you don't need to mention it um you know why hate when you create uh, when you can create whatever (laughs) like you had that element uh of their of their jargon a few months ago and now we have this and we find out that they're peeling off studios certain things are being certain elements are being let go uh sold to others working with other major studios it's and publishers it sounds like they don't have a collective vision and they were expecting uh, portions of their company to be split off in some ways. And it really is, it's interesting to watch because you look at what Xbox is doing uh, as far as acquisitions and you see the partnerships that are going on between Eidos and uh, the Fable Developments, which I'm sure is a news item at some point. Mm -hmm. But it really is frustrating to hear this juggernaut of a company lose their way and, yeah. and really not be sure what to do as they're they're really trying to figure out what to
0: do to stay and, alive. And that's the thing, because I remember in like two thousand and ten, you know, a lot of these Japanese publishers and just some publishers in general were thinking, oh, this is when phones are gonna just take over. And mm-hmm. they made the unwise decision of just pushing everything to develop for mobile. And when that didn't happen, the Japanese market had to kind of scramble to what to do and try to rebound. And we've seen companies rebound spectacularly, like Capcom this generation or last generation coming into this gen has just been smashing it. Every single game that's come out has just resonated, not just with the Japanese market, but somehow also with the Western uh, uh, you know side as well like you take a look at monster hunter and like theoretically you don't think just by looking at it that would resonate with people but it is resident right. evil is bigger now than ever its revival is is massive and then you take a look at square and i feel so bad uh, because again i'm not like a jrpg guy but that name i know used to mean something in in the mm-hmm. fifth sixth seventh and even fourth generation that that name carried so much weight and for me I, I I hurt for the fans that mm-hmm. are kind of feeling like they're sitting in the passenger seat while the driver makes literally every wrong turn and you literally have ways in front of you and you're like just make a chrono cross Parasite Eve is right here like you mm-hmm. have all these IP that are beloved that are cult hits use them and that's why I feel like there's so much frustration when it comes to square enix is that you have this ip why don't you use it and they have it's IP that
1: They're. i'm sorry i cut you off no go for it but but yeah they have ip that they're not using uh they underutilize some of their ip and they over rely on certain trends uh at, at various times and it's really really i think frustrating to watch because some of what they make has just been absolute elite stuff you know what i mean and and some of the final fantasy uh, seven
0: remakes phenomenal
1: absolutely and i think uh playstation gamers are are just loving the idea that that more final fantasy content is coming to their platform Yeah. equally baffling is the silence about what's going on to other platforms their presence on pc their presence on xbox it's so inconsistent it's hard to catch their vision right like There are some games that come to Xbox, some games that go to PC. Other stuff is PlayStation exclusive. That's difficult for investors to predict Mm -hmm. uh, what's going to be valuable as far as the IP is concerned. They're sitting on other IP, to your point, and they don't access it when they need to. And I'm wondering if this this is a sign that maybe somebody there is figuring out, okay, we've got to fix what we're doing because their current method is not effective.
0: Yeah, and right now when they talk about acquisitions of being acquired, they're like, let's get away from one person being the umbrella here and let's talk about working with partners and having them invest in our studios because these games take a whole lot of money to create. So, like, if you're PlayStation, you're right, Luke. You just pour a whole lot of money into the creative business units over in Square Enix and you solidify at least the final fantasy franchise to kind of be your if not exclusive practically exclusive jrpg franchise maybe you go over and knock on you know the kingdom hearts store and see what happens there but you're right when it comes to the lack of consistency on platforms square enix is king because it's so confusing like take a look at uh, octopath traveler octopath traveler 2 is coming to playstation One was exclusive to Xbox and Switch and Octopath Traveler 2 is coming to PlayStation, but the sequel will not be coming to Xbox. It's like, what was the decision here? It's very weird. And so, you know, for me, if you're PlayStation, you're eating right now because you have an opportunity to kind of um, use part of the cow and not have to buy the whole thing. So right. you're, you're in luck right now. There's an opportunity here for you. And that leads to the first question of the night by Clearwings. And, of course, you can add your questions over to the Trophy Room Discord server. Link down below in the description. Or you can tweet at us, at PSTrophy Room And Clearwings writes, my question for the show... Is, hi guys, I hope you're doing well. I'm doing, all right. Uh, with Sony <laughs> trying to strengthen their precision in the argument against Microsoft, do you think that a big developer purchase such as Square or Team Ninja has already happened and that they are just sitting on it? Who, Or do you think they're done making purchases? Thank you both for all you do. He meant Kyle, not you. Uh, so do you think that Sony's sitting on gold here in terms of like, yeah, they've they've already wheeled and dealed, and now they're oh, just yeah. waiting. You, do you think that for sure? I don't know that it's an acquisition element, but
1: Sony has shown no shyness in spending money to keep IP, to keep marketing, uh, and, and to keep certain games synonymous with their platform. Yeah. And PlayStation gamers are rewarded for that time and time again. Uh, and it's a, it's a fundamentally different strategy than than uh, Nintendo and Xbox are showing next to it as far as sitting on an i on an ip purchase or a studio purchase i don't know that you could keep that wholly secretive i doubt that's i doubt it's that uh that elementary in some ways but certainly there's probably been a disinclination to share certain things on their socials share certain things in what would have been uh showcases of some kind i mean If I don't know whether or not the the Silent Hill stuff being exclusive uh, was meant to be in a showcase of some kind for PlayStation side, but it certainly doesn't help PlayStation in their argument about, you know, hurting gamers if things go exclusive, big franchises and such. Yeah. I don't know uh, on that front at all, but. <laughs> It's not likely that something as major as a publisher purchase or a studio purchase can stay quiet.
0: Yeah. Unless I would believe that, like, that company is private, um, Mm -hmm. then I think you can get away with eh, holding it close to the chest. But I think you also want to celebrate those things as well. I would say that it's definitely happening. They're definitely going over and talking to folks. Who they're talking to, God only knows. Um, And we'll find out in a few months after this whole thing with Activision Blizzard kind of blows over. But I I think in terms of like the smaller studios, I think first and foremost, you know, when we say all roads lead to Square Enix, there are multiple roads going to Square Enix. Like I can definitely see PlayStation, again, throwing investment into studios in Square to retain, you know, final fantasy i can see tencent going into uh studios to get something out of it and nintendo as well because they have a close uh relationship with square um to solidify that partnership so that they don't you know go away from each other so in that regard i do think that they're 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 doing things mm-hmm. uh but it's not you're not going to see guys you know placing and making I'd love to be like, you're not going to see this in like a day later. Uh, you're yeah. not going to see, you know, PlayStation acquire EA or like 2K or any of these big publishers. And I, I think they are truly going the route that we would like them to do, which is like acquire special development teams you know look at x dev use x dev efficiently and you're Mm. seeing that in some stories that were stories that we're going to be talking about like the sumo group and um the dark pictures crew you know those are teams that are acquired from other or acquired by other publishers but playstation is still working with them via x dev so i'm going to say that yes they're working on something but it's not team ninja it's probably a little bit of square, but it's probably somewhere European. And that's right. probably where they're going to be going. Cause I feel like that's where most of the movement that we've seen as of late be. So I would expect more stuff there. Like, for example, like I would love someone to go over and knock on IOI's door, you know, Microsoft's working with them pretty closely on a mm-hmm. few projects. Yep. Acquire that team. They're really, really goddamn f- fantastic. So, I would I would say something like that. I, I think what's likely
1: to happen, and, and for context, I don't know if we've actually mentioned it, but uh, do you have in the news segments the uh, Fable news for Xbox? And oh, no, I mean, boo.
0: <laughs> well, Fable the sucks. reason I bring it up
1: is it's been shown on multiple times that Microsoft is is basically hiring out for some of their major IP. Yes, you got Perfect Dark working with Crystal Dynamics. You have. Uh, Idos working on fable based on jason yeah. trier's reporting which is all the more complex given embracer group uh doing what they're doing and i think what's likely to happen is you're going to see studios like that be hired out by the big boys until they're able to be acquired because right now with with the recent acquisitions of bungie uh and and activision kind of going in the loop Bethesda, a lot of eyes are on sony and microsoft uh tencent amazon and who are you acquiring? Yeah. And so perhaps it's a matter of building relationships with some of these studios to to pool in their talent a bit. Uh, and to your point, all roads for Sony do seem to lead towards Square Enix. And honestly, it's a good fit. Yeah. It's a good fit. They seem to want to peel off some of their Western elements. Uh, and Sony would be a good fit for a lot of uh, these games, these IP and some of these developers, at least in my mind, it seems
0: like that. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Let's let's talk about some, uh, (laughs) I would say bad news, but I think it's kind of expected at this point. Sony loses nearly 2 million PlayStation Plus subscribers since the service (laughs) revamp. This comes from Anthony Wood over at IGN. The number of PlayStation Plus subscribers has fallen almost by 2 million since Sony launched its revamped subscription service in June. According to the company's latest financial report, Sony's multi-tiered PlayStation Plus subscription has dropped to f- from 47 million uh, users to 45.4 million users in the three months leading up to September 30th, a decrease of 4%. Sony highlighted that the ratio of gamers subscribed to the service is significantly higher on PlayStation 5. Let's highlight that. Then its previous generation on the PlayStation 4 console. In response, uh, Sony's leadership plans to accelerate the adoption of PlayStation 5 hardware to quote, recover this user engagement going forward. The number of active users on PlayStation Network also dropped by 1 million to the latest quarter of 102 million players. Though its numbers dropped on the digital side, Sony still had a strong showing when it comes to the PlayStation 5 hardware. The company announced that it sold now more than uh, 25 million units and was able to produce roughly 6.5 6 million point five, sorry, 6.5 million new PlayStation 5s in three months leading up to September 30th. And just a quick note from Benji Sales, he tweets, uh, 3.3 million PlayStation 5 units shipped, now lifetime of 65 million, uh, 62.5 million uh, software sold, including 6.7 million first-party games, Digital uh, software sales up 1% to 63%, 45.5 million uh, PlayStation uh, Plus subscribers, so on and so on. He notes this, similar from what we saw from Xbox, not the strongest results. Software sales, monthly active users, and PlayStation Plus uh, subscribers all down year over year. Also, unfortunately, hardware had no growth. Uh, Shipped the same amount of units this quarter last year year. All right. So, uh, none of the quarterly stuff, the earnings reports really surprised me. Let's be honest with each other y'all. It's been a slow year for Triple-A video games. So, I expect all these numbers to kind of be pointing downward. But I do think it's funny to note that uh that had
1: Gran Turismo what? Horizon, Last of Us remake.
0: Yeah. You guys have had a good year first-party wise. Well, think about it like this. The the way that I'm seeing it, Mhm. We're talking about this quarter right here, right now. So I know yeah. when we're talking yeah. about the horizon quarter, things were looking good. And then I think uh, after quarter one, things started to. Uh, I see. Okay. The, I got the, you. That, the that April, the May, option. June. Yeah. Months started Thanks, to go baby. downward. So that being said, <laughs> the thing that surprises me was when they said our numbers are down for subscribers uh because people are going outside now. <laughs> less people are stuck in doors I think honest to god there's some truth in that but Luke I think there's also some bigger truth oh, yeah. much bigger truth in um the subscription service is not not to say it's not great because there are a lot of good games in there mm-hmm. but what do you think has been their their sticking point here like what's as an Xbox guy sure. what do you see as their problem with this service?
1: Well, as good as Sony is at getting out top-tier first-party content, and in my opinion, they are the best by by a country mile right now, uh, they are as bad at messaging that stuff. And they really have struggled with what the direction of their subscriber base needs to or wants to be. Like, how do we want to market this? Game Pass has a very clear messaging all first-party content, day and date. Uh, we're gonna do our best to get you AAA stuff. You're gonna get some indies in there. Uh, you got Game Pass. You've got this. You got access to it in multiple places. You want the ultimate version? You got it in PC. You want the regular version? You got a cloud. You got Xbox Smart Delivery. Messaging and delivery of content has not been uh, Xbox's problem uh, in terms of like getting the game to you. Right? Yeah. Making the game. Uh, selling the games maybe i hope my wording makes sense on that one but what i mean is they have a lot of avenues for you to play and playstation's version of this is not meant to be comparable but in the eyes of a consumer it's always going to be comparable sure That's just how it is and you've got a tiered system that is a bit confusing and and my theory on on a bit of this is that if you're a playstation 4 user mm-hmm. and then suddenly you're presented with all right convert you know, PlayStation Plus to this, convert this to that, suddenly you're being presented with a change, Mm. a change that you may not have been ready for, wanted. Maybe you were happy with, uh, you know, the status quo and that's what you wanted it to be. Whereas if you're an upgrading PlayStation five user, you're consciously making the decision. I'm going to upgrade, make an investment. I'm willing to spend X dollars. And that's the difference maker is, uh, the customers that weren't ready to change stuff are being moved into a change. Whereas yeah. those that were willing to upgrade, they were saying I'm ready to fundamentally shift what I'm doing. And then there's the element to Joe, and, and I'm sorry, last point on this is yeah. if they're transitioning to a subscription based model and they're doing it with a more staggered effect than their competitors, their games aren't designed for that right now, mm-hmm. um, which by the way, I prefer not designed for that. <laughs> Just for the record, narrated, my jam, <laughs> uh, big fan of that. Uh, but what you're doing is you're sending mixed messaging to your consumers, to your customers. Mm-hmm. And on a meta level, that can be a little tough.
0: Okay. I think. So. I think one of the biggest problems is the tier system. Is it coherent enough? Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> how many times has already, uh, have we go gone? Oh, the premium uh, tier is not worth it. This year mm-hmm. or this month, you say a lot on the show. You do say a, a lot. lot. It's and it's not. It, it really isn't. Um, the grand scheme of things, you really don't need premium at this point in time. I feel like they are still experimenting with mm-hmm. PlayStation Plus or new PlayStation Plus. And what I would rather see them do is to get rid of premium and just throw it into extra. Just actually just merge it, call it premium and it be, you know, 15, 16 bucks and say, Hey, listen, all the benefits of premium it, or, or, or all the benefits from extra in premium at the same price of extra, like just, just erase it in general. Just go, this is what premium is. You have the, your base tier and you have the extravagant tier. And I think that would be much easier for people to uh, break out the spreadsheet as it were. Well-
1: and even the naming is confusing. Oh, I know. Like, you you have the extra, trophy system right there, and yeah. you're not using Gold, it. Gold, silver, platinum. Two. I know. <laughs> Xbox Ultimate or not? You know, yeah. Game Pass or Game Pass Ultimate.
0: What do you mean? Two. You know. And I feel like with Xbox, like Xbox's biggest problem when it comes to their subscription service is the parity between PC and console isn't there. Mm-hmm. And I hear that frustration from Xbox fans as well. But like here, it's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what you're offering yet. I feel like yeah. you're you're practicing and this isn't you're you're still toying around with what you want this service to really be uh and it's not solidified yet. And, and listen, they have so much time to to turn this boat around. This is not awful news by by any stretch of the imagination. I do want to also say that the the service being significantly higher uh on PS5 than previous generation on PS4, that's actually something that I found really interesting that there are more PlayStation 5 users with uh, PlayStation Plus than there are PlayStation 4 players with PlayStation Plus. It Mm -hmm. shows that the transition between this generation, it seems like they've kind of solved the problem. Usually in the start of every generation, it's like a cold restart. And you have to kind of start back at zero. And it feels like PlayStation and maybe even Xbox, too, have kind of solved that problem going, no, 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 no. This is going to be a smoother transition where we're still making crazy boatloads of money with these subscription services. So I, I really like what I saw there because, yeah, while it's down 4% and that's not a great look, you know, fiscally, it still made more money. Uh, yep. than than they had previous quarter so the tiers do help in that regard i just wish it was a bit more streamlined and um that they knew where they wanted to take it at day one but that's how these services often are as well they evolve and,
1: yeah and there's a there's an there's an element of truth and if you believe in generations that means hard stop hard, or hard finish hard stop, hard stop Uh, oh boy Uh, hard stop hard start is what i meant (laughs) to say um and so that's you're going to have that bump in the road if that's what you're doing whereas if you're uh taking Xbox road smart delivery games of service subscribing you're just rolling into the next one but then you run into a different set of problems and that's how the industry is give and take give and take is the xbox series that's holding things back it's the worst thing ever next week sells better than everybody it's like all right whatever, i don't care
0: i just want to play Absolutely, absolutely so I feel like once they figure out what they want this thing to be yep. it's it's gonna if, be gravy and it's gonna again it's just gonna take time these headlines they're very catchy but mm-hmm. honestly they're way less sexy when we actually get into the meat of this thing it's just it, it kind of just is what it is yep. and we always kind of try to do the like doom and gloom because if it bleeds it leads but honestly uh, the blood trail stops here there's nothing it's so there's convenient. nothing much
1: in short and, and yeah. I mean you you tell me joe uh, okay. you speak spanish you you know the numbers this is your jam um playstation not dead
0: uh, give it a week give it a week yeah. give it Fair a week enough. when the god of war ragnarok scores 88 yeah. and everybody loses their mind oh my gosh if it's
1: dude when that thing comes in if it is yeah. one meta point lower Someone somewhere is going to create a thread, and I'm just going to be like, I
0: don't care. A Twitter space, a YouTube thumbnail, shock emoji. Is
1: Twitter space still a thing? God, I hope not. Yeah, me too. If Elon could turn
0: one positive into owning this goddamn forsaken platform, just get rid of spaces, you know?
1: Uh, I know we have uh, the PSVR conversation coming up, but I will tell you real quick uh, two things. One, I'm so stoked for Ragnarok. I can't wait till my Thor's hammer arrives. Two, uh, these dumb 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 idiots that are out there gonna buy their blue checks and these are these console warriors that are out there like well if you really want a vr experience just get a pc it's the same price shut up shut up there's (laughs) this it just drives me nuts these little console warriors that are out there like xbox is better because of it shut you
0: don't have vr be quiet you don't want it to don't buy it don't buy it you gotta (sighs) wire get over yourself how about that yeah all right let's get into it let's get right into it let's let's get a little let's get a little messy right now okay PSVR 2 price costs more than a PlayStation 5 release date in February 2023. This comes from Rebecca Smith over at PS Lifestyle. Sony has finally announced the date and price of PlayStation VR 2. The headset will come in as a bundle with the Sense controllers and stereo headphones, but... The catch is the price for the bundle costs more than the PlayStation 5 itself. Same did with the PSVR 1, but we're not going to talk about that because we're angry at this. Anyway, (laughs) we continue. Additionally, there are... uh, There is the option of purchasing the headset with Horizon Call of the Mountain, while the Sense Controller Charging Station will also be released on the same day. When will the PlayStation VR 2 be released? Well, (laughs) I'm glad you asked, because I got the answer right here, BB. Uh, The release date is February 22nd, 2023. The Horizon uh, Call of the Mountain PSVR 2 bundle and Sense Controllers Charging Station will also release on the same day. Pre-orders will begin on November 15th, although players can begin registering for pre-order starting today, November 2nd. Sony is also promising there will be more than 20 launch games for the headset, including Horizon Call of the Mountain. Uh, now, <laughs> you only can pre-order it as of right now if you want it first on the PlayStation uh, Direct. Which means because ours is glitched. Luke, I'm gonna probably have to rely on you again. Now that said, uh the price. Well, with the bundle, it's five hundred and fifty dollars. For the PlayStation VR Horizon bundle, it's six hundred dollars. And the charging station is forty nine ninety nine. The PlayStation VR game shown today, tentacular. Think about like Donut County but with an octopus. Uh crossfire <laughs> <laughs> Sierra Squad. What? That
1: clears it up for anyone that doesn't know. <laughs> Well, oh, it's like Donut County, but with tentacles.
0: Yeah, it's very, and then, but exactly that was like Crossfire. We're just thinking Crossfire X, and I just think that's hilarious. Uh, after the fall, that was exclusive. Cities VR, Cosmononymous. I can't pronounce that word. I'm not even going to pretend. Pistol Whip VR Enhance. Spoiler alert, looks stellar. I'm in. Dark Pictures Switchback. It's Rush of Blood, the ride game, too. gonna be great and zenith mmo which of course i hear great things Mm -hmm. oh boy oh boy hobo goblin writes in so this week finally we've seen sony release details surrounding playstation vr 2 for the price and as expected i've already seen people balking out the price with their expectations being somewhere between 350 i'm gonna guess that's uh, pounds between 350 pounds and 400 pounds get real currency uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts on the price? Also, thanks for running. What are your thoughts on the price? I e, is it what you were expecting given the specs? And has this price uh deterred you from getting one day one, or have you already registered uh interest? So, Luke, I know you're not a VR guy. You're not into PSVR two, right? Um, uh, no, uh, I can
1: answer the the cost stuff, right. but I'm genuinely interested in what you think on this one because you're the target demographic for this you're invested in the playstation community you've got a ps5 you got a playstation show you've played extensive games on uh psvr1 when you saw the price tag uh in a, in real currency american dollars the greatest currency that ever was yep. uh since the beginning of time i'm sure that's right um when you saw that thank that the, y- tag, the
0: yalta conference for that one
1: <laughs> i don't know what that is but i i feel this is a political joke and i'm going to go with it that is. This you're right world war II. um <laughs> right yeah uh didn't march that capital for nothing um
2: oh, whoa
0: <laughs> what what oh my what? god no geez. you were there with me all right uh you have her feet five, on the desk
1: <laughs> 549 man uh yeah to me that's hefty but i'm not the guy that they're targeting right now and sure. uh you love uh, jim ryan and you love that he raises your prices and you're yeah. okay with all of this yeah. and uh, really playstation just dying because of people like you i'm sure real talk what do you think about this is, it, is this too much money for someone like you who's invested that's a <laughs> the sigh alone the sigh alone is telling
0: <laughs> no because, because i'm gonna f- here's the thing the here's the thing i'm just gonna be yelled at because I don't think this is first off Kyle literally said I'm like I I go it's going to be somewhere between like 500 and 600 and Kyle was okay. just like yeah I have a feeling it's going to be 600 bucks okay <laughs> and it's like a, a price that we've called out for months now and I thought mm-hmm. y'all would be ready for it but apparently I read I read the room entirely wrong I listen would I love this thing to be 300 400 bucks absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. I would love to be paying more but right. when you take a look Make at this or sorry (laughs) yeah i would love to pay less oh god oh no that's gonna be clipped. um i would love to be paying less for all my things but Mm -hmm. when i'm hearing folks in the vr side of things because i'm not going to claim that i'm the expert this is whatever but they're like oh yeah these these specs are insane this is an impressive piece of tech right here and Mm -hmm. when i hear hear it also have a little more juice than let's just say um the quest pro in terms of some of the specs that it has inside there and it going toe to toe with something like the index, the index is a $1,200 headset alone, VR mm-hmm. unit. So right. yeah, this was going to be expensive. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know why we're shocked. I really See, don't, I don't know. Think why.
1: It's, I don't think it's that the tech doesn't justify or isn't justified. Uh, and it's price isn't justified. I should say, Yeah. I think what's happening here is you've got a peripheral, that only plays certain types of games and exists in a place that's more expensive than the console at a time where console consumers are really divided on what they think cost should be. You've mm-hmm. got the Series S on the competitor side uh being this like impulse buy price point during sale stuff. You've got uh, the standard PlayStation 4 and 5 and the PS4 5 went up in price recently in a few markets. Uh and you're not sure where it's supposed to fall. Is consoles, is console gaming supposed to be cheaper? Yeah. Is it not? And some people are in with that 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 base model. Anything not don't need an OLED. Don't need this. Others are like diehard. Got to have the every frame rate. Yeah. Pixel, everything, and so it's a tough market.
0: Well, I and I, and I'll answer it with this. I think PlayStation is selling you that this is not just. They're not going to sell you a series S console. They're selling right. you on the PlayStation five is a premium product. Mm-hmm. And we are only going after the premium product. You want the best thing you want the best, you know, games. It's here on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Whether that's true or not, doesn't matter, but that's what they're, they're, they're selling you. Yeah. And it's working. And when you take a look and I mean, let's get into this. It actually bleeds into this next question by Jedi Master Ren. They write, Jedi how do you Master feel? Ren. Jedi Master Ren. How do you feel about the peripheral being more expensive than the device it's meant to be powered with? It seems egregious in my opinion, especially when I'm thinking about how hard it is for folks to grab a PlayStation 5. And if you don't have the console, you can't use this device that costs more. I'm really scratching my head here, guys. Maybe you could help me see this different. Either though, matching the price of the PlayStation 5 would have been the better move, I feel. Thoughts? Um, so... I, I feel you. Yeah. I think it is weird that this thing costs more than a PlayStation 5. um, be, And not because I necessarily feel that way, but that's a general consensus. So I'm the outlier and I have to kind of be fine with that. Uh, because to me, I'm like, yeah, you, you can't play this without a PS5 as of right now. PC users, you're going to find a way you sneaky sense of guns. Um, but when you buy a PlayStation 5 with this headset, you are able to play uh, VR games, I'm taking a look at the competition where they are, if you want a similar version of that product, around $1,200 to $1,500, and you need a comparable rig to go at with those headphones, you're looking at an easy $2,000 investment just to play VR. Now, that said, I think there's also a, a something to be said that, you know, some of these things like the meta quest pro is meant to do other things other than game but when you're talking about what the general use of vr is currently which is from what i can understand and what i can tell games then i think you have a really good competitor on your hands for that premium headset this is not the meta quest right or the quest 2 Where even if you wanted to plug that into your PC to get better performance, you're still looking at something around that ballpark range. Um, This is something that is, spec-wise, blows that thing out of the water. So, is it egregious? I don't think so, because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and please write in, because it's literally been over, you know, It's been a while now, y'all, but PlayStation VR launched at 400 bucks, and that was just with the headset. If you wanted to buy the camera and God forbid the move sticks, that was an easy $500 investment. It was more expensive than a PlayStation 4. Uh, you wanted the bundle with all of that, I believe at that time it's 500 bucks. It was more expensive than the PlayStation 4. We didn't call it egregious then because the tech was new and exciting. I think the difference here is we kind of now know what VR is, and we're either excited by it or not. And there hasn't been a company yet that proves or, or that has shown to the general audience why y'all should be excited. Because this right now, at this very point in time, is for the hardcore, if that makes any sense.
1: Mm -hmm. do you feel as the playstation gamer that if you can't or don't want to spend money into their uh into psvr2 right away do you feel like you're missing out
0: um no i think the biggest problem here is the games uh horizon looks great but if i were to show someone outside of vr or outside of like this is why you should be excited for this thing i don't know if there's another game That comes next to Horizon that's going to get someone into PlayStation VR, if that makes Mm -hmm. any sense. So is there a killer app? It's still yet to be seen. And I think that is the biggest question mark that makes Mm -hmm. the pricing more questionable, if that makes sense.
1: Well and you have to think they've done mini experiences of both Batman and Iron Man to pretty high profile hero games, and you think like maybe maybe comic book stuff would get people in, but those weren't fully fledged experiences. Half-Life Alex is the only one people consistently
0: cite as being in the AAA experience. And when you hear about PSVR two, a lot of people are like, let's see about Alex and maybe I'll mm-hmm. get in. So I, I really think they need to show something that's going to blow people's socks off. And the most okay, important right. thing here, it's word of mouth. Word of mouth right. is going to is sink or, or make this thing swim. Uh,
1: bold prediction. Okay. sincerely
0: bold prediction
1: by the way not one of our our many hilarious jokes because we are always funny <laughs> so funny dude um, yeah and like well, uh <laughs> let me tell you something about that psvr headset yeah if i'm holding those psvr2 controllers okay oh, and i hold out my hand yeah and i call a leviathan axe and i feel that haptic dual sense feedback style in those controllers Engorged. can you imagine Whew. <laughs> that's the app that would get, I think, yeah. people saying, you know what? I'm going to get a second job for this. I'm going to yeah. do that. I'm going to I'm gonna work a few extra hours. Whatever it is, that's the one. Imagine calling that Leviathan X. The Blades of Chaos mm-hmm. whipping around. You're feeling it in that controller. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: All right, so Drillish writes in and it's actually a similar question. Greetings, fellow travelers. With the hitting news on the price of the rele- and release of PSVR 2, I'm feeling a bit underwhelmed. It's not the price that bothers me. It's the fact that they've yet to see a game. Oh, here we go. That has me 1000% convinced of me getting a VR2 headset. Unfortunately, just throwing Astro Bot and Horizon VR edition. Yes, there is still one or, uh, or another Resident Evil third person view. I might enjoy in VR. Nothing is really compelling me to invest in it. I know that you're excited about the technology and, It is a day one purchase for you. Still, what can Sony do to convince the early majority prospect like myself to commit? I look at my PlayStation VR one headset lying in the corner and collecting dust and somehow feel PSVR two will follow the similar fate within 12 months of the purchase. Your thoughts. This is another thing that they have to combat. Um, Show commitment. And this is my biggest problem with this reveal was it was all done in a blog post. What is with PlayStation in the goddamn blog post, you know, show commitment, full stop. Here's a state of play VR. And I get it. The argument here is that VR doesn't look great to, you know, in, in a, in a video format, like you have to experience it. It's about the word of mouth, but I would argue show commitment to your fans that you believe in this thing, that this thing is the other pillar that when we talk about playstation that you say it is i think by showing that commitment to your vr audience that's going to get them on board they're like yeah they believe in this thing they threw together a state of play rather than they slapped together a blog post with a couple of uh, of videos attached that's what you can do and that's the thing that has me scared is that i don't see what they did here today of showing commitment to the product because it was just a blog post that's what i'm nervous about I mean,
1: you're hitting the nail on the head, and, and what do we go back to <laughs> what, 20 minutes ago? PlayStation's messaging <laughs> PlayStation's messaging, mixed, yeah. confused, and when we look at our fears about Square and not knowing the direction they want to take the company, I think PlayStation's shown a lot of signs of not being sure what direction they want to go, and they do have a history of uh, non, how do I put it, like, not the console, like, they had the PSP, they had the Vita, they had, uh, God, there was one of, oh, Vita TV and a few other just things where it was like half, they were half foot in. Yeah. Not the whole way. And that's scary, scary to someone that's saying, I'm going to spend $600 to invest in this new micro ecosystem that you're providing. Yeah. What's the storefront going to look like? Are you putting R and D into the user experience? Is the UX going to be clean and simple for God's sakes? Can I hold the power button to turn it (laughs) on or off or whatever? You know what I mean? Like where's the, where's the refinement in the, the subtleties. Yeah. But also I think these things going to sell out.
0: I mean, Muffinmon writes in, Hello, fellow Extra Life teammate. I look forward to seeing you, Muffin Man, on Saturday. Uh, if you had to predict it right now, do you think that the PlayStation VR 2 will sell more than PSVR, or do you think the high price point and lackluster killer launch game could see the adoption not be the level of Sony expe- uh, expectations? VR is already a niche product, and I don't think the majority of consumers will be willing to pick this up without a substantial price drop. Great question. Yes, this is absolutely going to sell more than PSVR one. I like oh, yeah. a- anybody that's saying different. You're going to look real foolish in March. It's not just me saying it because I'm a Sony fanboy. Whatever. Um, the VR market is growing. It's a market that. Don't get me wrong. A lot of companies are going to be losing money to try to grow, take a look at meta, but these companies are trying to find ways of where VR fits. And there are large communities of VR players that love their VR titles, just because they're not outspoken on social media does not mean they don't exist. So to me... I do think Horizon is the killer app. I think it looks great. I think the problem here is that we've seen a lot of VR games mixed in with state of plays or showcases uh, from, you know, the last, I would say, 18 months. And we don't really know, we don't have a clear vision right now what the games look like. Again, I think if you showed us with a state of play here's what these games look like, you'd have us way more excited because games like Demio, I hear nothing but fantastic fantastic things about. Uh, Firewall Ultra, there's a big community there, a dedicated audience there. Call of the Mountain, that's an easy day one pick for me. Pistol Whip, Saints and Sinners 2 look great. There's a lot of PSVR 2 games, all of those PSVR 2 games that I'm excited for, but you showcase them over the last 18 months, so we kind of forgot about them, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like the biggest problem here is it's going to be the messaging that kills PSVR 2. It's not the tech. That makes sense? I'm with you.
1: It does make sense. Fair enough. It does. I think it's going to be one of those things where we're not going to get enough info on how it's going. Yeah. You know? I don't think it's we're going to see numbers for a bit unless they're just astronomical and... I don't know that there's going to be, enough, I mean, is there enough hardware for it to be astronomical? I doubt it.
0: And I, and I think that's the other thing is like, <laughs> this thing isn't, I don't even think meant to be, oh, this is the killer. Oh, my God. This is humongous. It's taking the world by storm. This mm-hmm. is like uh, the install base is, at by the time this thing comes out, about 30 million, mm-hmm. right? A little bit more at, at that point. So, you know, have your expectations adjusted, y'all. This is not going to be like, you know, the switch where it's 150 million units sold. I'd love it to be because I want VR to succeed. Um, But I think my frustration is there are so many little uh, VR devs at this point in time. I want them to be showcased. And I feel like blog posts are not showcasing these devs that are putting everything on the line for innovation. That's that's what I'm scared for. So. That said, Luke, I have one more big story here. I threw this in just for you because we're pals. All right. right. Big buddies. Okay. Okay. Luke's mom and I are getting married. Oh my (laughs) my god! We were Thunder Buddies and you betrayed me. I know. Uh, Marvel and EA sign a three game deal starting with Iron Man. This comes from Ryan Denzil over at IGN. Mm -hmm. Marvel has entered an agreement with FIFA and Battlefield publisher EA to make at least three action video games based on the Marvel comics. As reported by Bloomberg, this deal will begin with the previously announced Iron Man game from EA Motive with all three games coming to console's PC. Though details about what's coming after Iron Man are still thin, each game will feature its own original story set in the Marvel Universe. Perhaps known more for its sports and traditional shooter games, EA is looking to increase offerings with the Marvel deal. Quote, we have the the intention and deliberate strategy to have a balanced portfolio, said Chief Operating Officer Laura Milley. Uh, there will be Marvel fans who don't play other EA games, unquote. It's unclear if the second and third game will be centered on a different Marvel characters like the Hulk or Thor, or if there'll be follow-ups to the Iron Man game, similar like Insomniac did with Spider-Man and the spin-off Miles Morales and the upcoming sequel. Nothing about the release schedule or single versus multiplayer focus was mentioned either, though we don't know what EA mode is, uh, Spy- or sorry, Iron Man game is single-player action-adventure game. Motive is the developer behind the Dead Space remake and has previously worked on the likes of Star Wars Squadrons and Battlefront 2. So, Luke, coming right to you. Uh, Marvel said they they saw Star Wars and what EA has done with it with Jedi Fallen Order, and that's mm-hmm. why they chose them to do this three-game uh, deal. With EA. Now we know that Iron Man is coming. We know that there's a rumored Black Panther game. It's mm-hmm. practically been all but confirmed. And mm-hmm. one mystery game. So I want to know your thoughts on this. Because EA has had a troubled history of licensed stuff. Because we're right. both Star Wars fans. And so they've hurt us. They've hurt us. Badly. <laughs> yeah. But I want to know what your thoughts on this are, man. And I want to know what what is that mystery game that you would like to see from them?
1: Oh, man. Uh, so my thoughts are positive on this one. We've seen we've seen the Marvel games be treated pretty darn well in the last few years uh, in terms of what uh, John Drake and the people are doing over there as far as deciding what's going to be the game. I forget the Marvel guy who's, who's kind of helping decide what's what. But when you look at Insomniac Spider-Man, when uh, you look at uh, Guardians of the Galaxy there there's been a lot of promise in what they're trying to do right yeah spider-man miles morales guardians all top tier uh avengers really missed the mark in that miss that that uh trying to do cross-gen if they had ditched that that ps4 and xbox one we might have had something special because lord knows i've played a lot of that game too right sure
0: i made fun of you plenty of times for it
1: yeah but but i loved here and here's here's the deal like i loved being an avenger more than I disliked playing certain elements of that game, yeah. right? I liked just flying around in my MCU costumes and pretending I was being whatever. I turned my brain off and I just replayed scenarios for, for, for kicks because that's what I had fun. I wanted to be Iron Man. So this is hugely thrilling to yeah. know that uh, Anthem had some of the best flying in a mech suit ever, mm-hmm. uh, that Avengers had some really cool Iron Man moments, to know that the elements of that gameplay are, are out there And can be refined now into a single player experience. And you've got something like, okay, we've seen single player narrative experiences like Jedi Fallen Order. We've seen them in the Marvel Universe like Insomniac Spider-Man. Get it right. Yeah.
0: That's telling. You 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 have now, I love what you said here. It, it, you know the too long to read is you have the good examples and you have the bad examples mm-hmm. you can learn from each of them you can look at what fallen order has did right you could take mm-hmm. a look at what avengers did wrong you could mm-hmm. take a look at what games that had promise and what people loved from them anthem with the flying mm-hmm. mechanics how many times did people feel like say like oh yeah there are moments i felt like iron man and then you right. take a, a game like avengers that had moments that you should have felt like iron man and mm-hmm. then now you have motive which is seemingly a really talented studio that does great with vehicles and you have yeah. them making this iron man game going all right so here's the drawing board here's our our, our line of yarn yarn let's start mm-hmm. tying these things together that's yeah. what has me really excited i'm gonna say something crazy i okay. think when this generation's all said and done I think we're going to be singing some positive praises on EA's behalf. Cause I see that there is a legitimate effort of not relying on the sports titles, but finally Mm -hmm. branching out to do big IP, to broaden that portfolio, to bring back things that we love like dead space. Mm -hmm. I think they're trying to do and make the right moves here. So I am rooting for them 110% here. If they can nail iron man, if they can nail black Panther, they have a recipe for success here um that said mystery marvel game i think kyle and i played with this a bit i want to know what would you like to see what's a a superhero that you would like to have their own uh game what would you like Um, it to be so i'm 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 bouncing things and i'm
1: going to stall for just a second because i want to point out that We got a Black Panther expansion in Avengers that had some really good story elements, right? So that was telling. So Black Panther, I think, is a great fit. A lot of things you can do with uh, vibranium abilities and a great cast of characters because now uh, Black Panther is more than just the Black Panther. It brings in Wakanda. It brings in so many other elements. Um, Knowing that you're getting an Iron Man game there and seeing so many of the good things, it's like, all right where do we want to take this are we is this three game deal are we trying to do a miles morales type thing Mm -hmm. with war machine or is this like a we want to stay with the iron man universe we don't do its own thing and i'm not sure where i want them to go because coming fresh off gotham knights and seeing suicide squad from rocksteady seeing the b tier characters Mm -hmm. that are are good Get their time of day. Is that what Marvel's going to try and do? Because that's what it feels like phase four of their movies are trying to do. Yeah. Phase four of their content is trying to do. Is that what they're going to take in the gaming or are they going to go with their top tier? Y- you know, really and truly, we're seeing a big effort on Marvel's part to tease and push the, both the Fantastic Four and the X Men mm-hmm. for a new wave of like this next generation of Marvel. Maybe the game falls into that category. We know Wolverine's happening sure. uh, on the Insomniac side maybe there's an X-Men element here where you're playing as just Nightcrawler or you're playing as Cyclops or uh, some element. I was going to say
0: Wolverine, like a goddamn idiot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know, is Human Torch too close to it. Is a Fantastic Four ensemble game similar to Guardians a possibility? There's a lot of ways they could take that third game. But if Black Panther is truly that second game, I'm all there for it because – what I got in Avengers was enough to say, "Oh, I want a full game with this, this idea
0: in mind." Um, you know, here's one, and yay, yeah, this one's for free. Make a Moon Knight game, styled uh, like Arkham, and make it so that you have just like his three main personalities. His trees are those personalities, so he plays differently depending on what personality he's in right, at, at that point in time. That's
1: a really cool idea. Yeah. Um, just thought of that. I don't see that happening. I, I don't see it happening because of that B tier element, but also right. like just got Gotham Knights and they're making Suicide Squad instead of Justice League. So it's like yeah. I don't know. You know, <laughs> that's a cool idea though. I uh, think that's uh, a really cool idea. Thanks.
0: I'm I'm really just trying to pitch myself and just put it forward. You know
1: yeah well you know i mean i'm just saying it because it's because we're on a show together but honestly no one wants to buy a moonlight game so
0: it's really. oh <laughs> you're dumb you're dumb you smell bad all right y'all <laughs> now it's time for the moment you've all been waiting for our god of war ragnarok review discussion with steve vagargi I butchered your name, Steve. I'm so sorry. Well, I'll stick with it. Steve St- hates you. you St- St- me. No, I it, literally I go, Steve. I'm gonna butcher your name, and he's just like, no, you did. I I pronounced it right the first time. I'm like, succeed, you nailed it. And then the second time I said it, and, and it was live. He's, he's just like, I oh, had it right. So do it a third time. Right- tell me again. What is it? Steve the the Gvari. the Gvari. There you go. I got it. It took four tries. There you go. You nailed Steve, it, Steve. I'm sorry. I'm bad with pronunciation. It's I'm dyslexic. You know that. Anyway. God of War review discussion, Uh, there are spoilers of God of War 1, very light, God of War 2018. So if you don't want to know anything, you've never played the 2018 game, don't watch this review. If you don't care about very light spoilers that we know now, we've literally seen in God of War uh, Ragnarok trailer, then all is, you're good. You're going to be fine. Uh, Spoiler-free conversation, of course, for Ragnarok review. But I just want to make that clear. If you haven't played the first game, you have your chance. I'm I'm buying you time right now to skip ahead. Link in the description. If not, here you go. Your God of War Ragnarok discussion. And with me to talk about God of War Ragnarok, Console Creature Zone, Steve Vickvary. How are you, sir? I am doing
2: fantastic. How are you?
0: I am excited. I'm nervous. As of talking about God of War Ragnarok. We're a week away from it. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, this is our review conversation. As I know nothing, Jon Snow, you know all the things about God of War Ragnarok. And as a new fan to the series, like I came in with 2018, there's like a part of me that I'm scared if this game fails to meet the moment of the sequel. Like, I'm not expecting the sequel to be better than the first, but... You know, I'm expecting it to hold that same way. And I'm just afraid that it doesn't. So I know you're probably chomping at the bit to talk about God of War Ragnarok. And I want to just break in with the the hard-hitting question. Does it meet the moment? Is God of War Ragnarok a worthy sequel to God of War 2018?
2: Yes, Uh, unequivocally yes. Uh, I think in terms of like when you when you look at sequels, you think uh, best best case scenario here. You look at Assassin's Creed to Assassin's Creed Two. Assassin's Creed Two revolutionized everything that Assassin's Creed did. This isn't quite that. This is wholeheartedly a continuation of God of War twenty eighteen from front to back. I mean, I think there are gameplay improvements, story improvements, stuff like that. But it is very part one part two almost in the same way that last of us is in a way Ooh. without it feeling too different i mean last of us part two feels like a different game compared yeah. to part one this very much feels like here's chapter one which was 2018 and we're right back into it we're right back into the thick of kratos and atreus's story this is part two we're getting that conclusion we're bookending this Ooh. It's going to be a complete vision
0: okay so i i like what you what you said here complete vision it's a chapter 2 a part 2 rather this is yep. a duology of god of war and when you say it's you know last of us part 2 is it does feel like a a different game ellie does feel faster she f- she feels a bit more I guess, agile in terms of being Mm -hmm. able to dodge things. Let's start with the gameplay. And first and foremost, anybody walking in, this is completely spoiler-free. Don't worry about it. Oh, absolutely. We're not talking about anything like that. Very vague in terms of just how you like the story. Nothing like story beats or anything like that. Uh, And gameplay you're seeing here, if you're on the video version, is from all the trailers we've seen previously. That said, gameplay... How has it evolved? They talked a lot about, you know, the shield bash or or the new different types of shields with different types of of abilities de- that he got to it. How evolved is it? Is it a fine evolution or a more like a, a refining of the combat?
2: I I think it's more a, a definitely a refinement. Um, it takes a little bit of uh, working your way up to it. So when when the game starts out, it feels very much like oh, I just dropped out of 2018. I'm picking back up here. Everything kind of feels the same. And then incrementally, they start introducing little new things here, where whether it's like a new arrow for Atreus or like you're talking the shield. Uh, you start getting these new, uh, not items per se, but like new abilities is a better way of putting it. And the game does a very good job of just introducing these new components to make it feel fresh and not make it feel like, here, we're going to offload all this new stuff on onto your, Facts, and then you guys can figure it out it, it does it makes the the combat feel so much more fresh that way so that you know every couple hours you're getting something something a little new whether it's armor or um something new to the combat it so that way by the time you get to the very end you're like oh okay this doesn't feel stale it didn't overstay its welcome in terms of the gameplay okay that's great to hear
0: and yeah when at the end of 2018 kratos does have a couple of items on him and I think yeah. at this, it's safe to say at the end of 2018, you get the Blades of Chaos that's in the trailers. Mm-hmm. Again, you're seeing it firsthand right now. So it, is this a moment, just like how every video game does, where, oh, suddenly Kratos lost all his powers. He got depowered somehow. Are you starting with the weapons that you gained from the first game, or do you have to find them again?
2: Uh, yes and no. I'm going to keep I want to keep things a little bit vague, but it does the thing I love because that is one of my biggest video game gripes is you enter like a wholehearted sequel. It's like, well, for whatever reason, you just don't have your abilities anymore. I feel like this game does the best job of addressing that so that you don't enter the game being overpowered and have all the runes and everything. They address it right off the bat. from the story but that being said you still have the leviathan act you still have the blade so you do feel like you know it's carrying some stuff over but then addressing the fact that no there's going to be progression in this game there's something to work towards um while introducing a few really great surprises down the line um via the story but i don't want to i don't want okay. that. that's that's great to hear and
0: the the one thing too when it comes to the combat you talk about it being a refinement and the dev team talking about how they wanted the player to feel like they're playing with their food or they want kratos to play with their food how does that actually in in you know in reality work out for the player how how are you playing with your food at, in quotes
2: uh it's it's so funny because that it, they nailed it on the head with that um there are moments in the game where you can you know use a combo whether it's the the axe or the blades uh, pair it with you know atreus in the in the back and you know spam his arrow button and everything so you can you know throw an axe it, it hits the uh the target like up off the ground pull out the blade start whipping them with them and everything while atreus is like nailing them bang 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 with the arrows and he's just like stunned in the air <laughs> and, it, and it really does feel like you know Kratos is just toying with this you know with this like grub of a of a creature uh and it does make for some like really great animations but then you know you move down the line and then you face like a very difficult opponent uh mm-hmm. so kind of you know there are challenging moments but yeah i i do really love those moments where you feel like a god of war
0: mm. and now we talk about the leviathan axe the blades of chaos how are they in this in this game do they feel like they're working in tandem with each other more like for me I felt like in 2018 I was strictly like the blades were cool and I like them a lot they're for my AOE but the live thin axe there's a personal touch to it right that's that's my one-to one uh, go-to thing do you feel like there's more I guess parity between the the weapons?
2: no uh i mean if you it's the exact same feeling as i had in 2018 i love the leviathan axe that feeling of pulling it back into your hand feels ungodly uh especially on um playstation 5 with the, the haptic uh the adaptive triggers that feels so good to just play with that you know i'm sorry to say blades of chaos they take the back seat um They don't really intertwine that much unless, like, you want to go out of your way to do a move like you know, throw the axe, pull out the blade, start hitting, and like that, retrieve the axe, do something like that. You kind of have to go out of your way to marry those two in an engagement. Otherwise, you you could just effectively use the axe if you wanted to and pull out the blades when you want to. The game doesn't really force you or encourage you to use them in tandem in any meaningful way. Fair enough. The shield, I never.
0: I, I don't think I really ever used it much in 2018. I never found that it held much of a, a place for me. One of the big changes is like with these different shields, you get different abilities. Do you mm-hmm. find that those different abilities have you using that more or at least using its effects more in battle?
2: You have to uh it, it it has become as mandatory of a component like component in combat as the axe or the blades mm-hmm. um so what happens is and maybe someone can you know correct me if i'm wrong I, it's been a while since i played 2018 but i don't remember there being like a parry system in mm-hmm. 2018 maybe i'm wrong maybe it's just like escape my mind but in this one there's very much a definitive like parry system where the enemy will attack uh yellow like circle will will appear over his attack if you um if you hit the, the the block button at the right time, you'll parry his attack and then kind of like bash him with it. Then there are enemies with like uh, that do like a different attack, and um, it's a blue circle that kind of like expands and they do like a big area effect. You have to run in there, double tap the shield, he'll bash and interrupt the enemy. So you you're very much forced to be using the the shield as not only a defensive um, piece of armor but as a weapon itself to uh, to counteract the enemies and their attacks. Did you like
0: that change or did you feel like it was a needed add-on?
2: I, I, I liked it only because like like you, I don't really remember using the shield all that much in the, the first game, hence why I don't remember if there was a parry system. So <laughs> Fair um I, I do very like again, now I feel like there's a family of piece of equipment. It's the axe, the blade, and the shield all working together in, in this combat system.
0: Okay. And one more thing about the combat before it leaves me. They yeah. talked about enemy variety. I think the biggest sticking point with 2018 was I was fighting the same dudes over and over again. That big ogre with the big, uh, mm. you know, pole arm, he, he had a lot of cousins. So, yep. how is the enemy variety in this game? Did they address that issue or is it still there?
2: I think they address it, but very in a very minute way um Mm -hmm. i do feel like now that i'm you know reached the end and everything uh by the the third quarter of the game i'm like uh we're we're doing this guy again all right Hmm. now we're doing these mobs okay i i I do kind of wish that there was a better like cycle of enemies um that being said though i will say this game has some outrageous boss battles and i'm talking like on par with some of the best that 2018 delivered. I'm like, ooh, these are really cool, high-level boss engagements. All right, excellent.
0: And last last but not least, before we get into the other stuff, uh, Atreus. Mm-hmm. I know we can't say much about Atreus.
2: Right. I wouldn't want to. No.
0: But I guess in the simplest terms, how have they evolved his combat in the game?
2: Again, I don't want to address it too much, but I'll give a shout out to you know Atreus or boy or our boy our, our, boy, our boy. little boy uh, all grown up now. Um, I, I think it's much better to be honest. I, I think in terms of just not only like his personality, um, which I'm sure we'll kind of get into, but uh, just the, just his presence in battle and everything. I do feel like he has more of a an importance, uh, whether or not like it's because of his new like arrow abilities a, and stuff. Yeah, he's not a glorified exactly. circle button. Exactly. In a way, he still is, and I want to preface that, that in a way he still is, but now it feels more of an importance where you'll end up with enemies that specifically you need him to spam his arrows to in order to um, open them up for an attack from Kratos. So that being said, I I feel like they've done a lot of reworking in order to make him feel like a a prime component of that moment-to-moment gameplay. But that being said, at the end of the day, there are still moments where he does feel like, oh, I just got to hit this button in order to open this little enemy up for an attack. That way Kratos can come in and finish off of the job. All
0: right. Cool beans. Now let's get right to the story of what we can talk about. And I think in the broadest terms,
2: Ragnarok go for it. Right. <laughs> it's coming yeah, it, it's coming. It's uh it's right around the corner. Um both literally and, you know, the the game itself. Um right. yeah, it, the the game picks up 3 years down the line. You got Kratos who, you know, just saw I mean, I guess we're talking a little bit of spoilers from twenty eighteen. It's been long I enough. I feel right? like
0: yeah, twenty eighteen were fair game, but Ragnarok, yeah. of course. This
2: game obviously we're yes. not gonna do anything. Um so yeah, Kratos is obviously um reeling from looking at the mural and seeing, you know. The, this sweet. prophecy that he's gonna he's gonna die and everything uh so you know he's internalizing that while at the same time you got atreus who's internalizing the same uh, revelation that you know he's he's loki that he's half giant he's, he's dealing with all these emotions so you kind of have uh loki or atreus looking out for all these these answers all the while you have the backdrop of hey ragnarok is coming um it's uh they they call it uh, i'm gonna butcher this this name uh filmbo winter yeah. which is um th- this uh three year long winter that you know uh precedes um uh, the end of ragnarok yeah. and um yeah so uh, then there's also the you know the backdrop of hey thor's out there odin's out there there's all these looming threats freya is still out there so They've got a lot of uh, components working, working here, and um, do you feel like yeah, it it makes for a very interesting sequel. I think, yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. In the broadest terms, do you think those components work?
2: Yes. Uh but it took a little convincing a little a little time to get in there to massage the story because coming into it knowing that it's a duology, knowing that the team has already said this is going to be the end of the saga. I was like this is a lot to be working with. You got Ragnarok, you got Thor, you got Odin, you got Freya, you got all this stuff you got even, you know, dealing with the the uh, human emotions that Kratos and Atreus have to go through. I was like this is a lot to kind of process and give time and development to each of these and you know going through it i was like oh they're doing this in such a smart way i i think the biggest thing of this game and i'm gonna say it aside from the gameplay aside from the story and everything is the writing the writing is so strong for each of these characters Mm. that i was shocked by some of like the the narrative threats that they're they're pulling here and the way that characters are interacting with each other. I was like, man, there's so much heart in this game that mm. I I think this is going to be my biggest takeaway from this game is the just the writing and the narrative of these characters versus anything else. Oh, wow. And that was the
0: one thing that I was a little skeptical. I think like the, the fan base entirely is like, we know Kratos took his time killing the Greek pantheon. Yes. He's <laughs> like the oh, Norse yeah. one. He's just rushing through it um do you feel like this i guess ragnarok serves uh enough for that sequel of like yeah you know what as we as we go through everything this is a nice way to just say this is the definitive ending to the story do you think there's maybe ways that we can get into or, or that you would have liked to see rather in like a a it being a trilogy instead or you think the story is near perfect where it is
2: um i so i i'm, I'm hesitant to to get into too much specifics but sure. that being said i do feel like what the team has achieved with this game and the vision of making this the the part two the the final chapter the second half of this uh, duology i think that they that they did a great job of of handling the story as is and how they intended uh, I know that Cor- Corey Barlog, yeah. while not the the director of this game, he was the one that made the final say of "Hey, let's let's wrap it up, maybe to to move on to you know a totally different IP or whatnot. I don't know, but I think that's a very smart call in this Fair. specific instance where, like you said, had they gone for like a trilogy, uh, I think it might have been a little long in the tooth, mm-hmm. to be honest. So. I, I think what they've done here is very smart.
0: Masterful, even like the, the way you're talking, I'm thinking this is like Godfather Part 1 and then this is Godfather Part 2 in in terms of sequel.
2: I, I think so. I think that when people look at this, uh, people are going to be looking at, okay, it's not just God of War 18 and God of War Ragnarok. It's both of them kind of put together in a way that makes for a, a very compelling full front to back story one and two. And then they kind of just avoided going too long, getting a part three in there and kind of, you know, yeah. let's, let's hedge our bets at two very strong entries versus maybe, you know, going for a third and, you know, not delivering the, the same way that you could with two rock solid games. Fair enough. Uh
0: Performances. I mean, we yep. can't go into specifics here and I wouldn't want to, but still as strong as ever.
2: Oh, big time. Uh, I mean, we can kind of talk about like, you know, just some, uh, strong, uh, performances. You got Christopher judge back. Um, one, one of my favorites I think is, is, is Ryan Hurst as, as Thor. I, I love him, loved him in sons of anarchy, Same. loved him in, uh, in a whole bunch of other of his projects and stuff. Base motel. He was great in as mm-hmm. well. Um, this one, I was like very much, it's, it's so funny because you do try to remove yourself so much from the MCU, the Thor from the MCU yes. and everything and into this new project and just seeing Thor in this very different way. Uh, but man, there are some moments with Thor that just hit me. Like, Mm -hmm. and I'm talking like on a deep emotional human level. I was like, "Holy hell!" The writing, the performances are delivering on -hmm. this on this character in very unexpected ways.
0: Is it is it emotional? Like, I sympathize with him, or emotional? Like, oh, this is like a Thanos-like character.
2: Uh, well, it's funny. At at moments, he does sound very much like Josh Brolin. Where if you close your eyes, you'd be like, "This is Thanos," but. That that removed this is very much like a human this is this is something that's resonating with me um mm. on a very, very deep level. So nice. it's yeah.
0: All right. I like it. I dig it. Yeah. Uh let's talk about level design real quick. Mm-hmm. Last time we were in Midgard, right? I believe that so, right. Yeah. Yep. Uh now we're we're discovering all the places, all the things to go. Right. Yeah. How is that level variety? Is it welcome? Do we feel like we're we're rushing along? Or do you feel like the pace is, is very nice through these levels?
2: It's good. Uh, yeah. I do feel uh, like mimir at one point you know he he makes a, a remark and it's not no spoiler or anything yeah. but he makes a remark of like hey you know you guys are actually you know exploring the the nine realms and and what an achievement that is and everything um but i think one of the cool things is is that you know you're kind of re-exploring places you've been to before whether it's uh, you know muspelheim or Helheim and stuff like that and you're actually in in some instances going back to the exact spots that you were in in 2018 and i'm not talking like oh it's a rehash of the same level design they're just like reusing assets and stuff like that they're doing it in a way that's like very smart and Mm. again no spoilers i want to preface this there's one moment where you're exploring the map and everything and atreus runs to the right and um for no reason he's like oh there was a chest over here the last time we were here oh i guess they moved it and i was like Mm. oh that's that's so brilliant. Like, yeah, for this moment in time, you know, Kratos and Atreus are are re-exploring this place that they've been to years ago. And they're like, oh, I remember going here. I'm going to address that via the the game and the narrative. Yeah. Oh, so they just moved the chest. That used to be that that players actively went and and opened themselves. That being said, there are very new, um, new uh, environments and biomes and stuff like that. And I think that they do... Uh, introduce like a very welcome change that being said though i think that the game does overuse the um maybe not a trope, but just like the, the system of, Oh, let's go back to this place we've already been to right. Um, for, and kind of touch base with like other characters and stuff like that. So by the end I did feel like, okay, now we're rinsing and repeating a little too much here where we're going back to the exact same spots um, and maps that we went to, you know, hours before. Mm-hmm. Um, So it, there's a healthy balance I think uh, where you are exploring these out of these you know out of these world uh maps and stuff but then going back and i'm like ah maybe i i would have cut this cut this like small section out so that we could have avoided this and maybe mm-hmm. just left it up to oh you know you can go back here for side quests and collectibles and stuff and not have it draw so much via the narrative
0: fair enough fair enough so do you feel like we're spending enough time in these biomes or do you feel like we're chucking on through uh
2: a little bit of of a and b where i oh, feel like maybe. we're overstaying a a, a and I'm talking like just a touch where mm-hmm. I'm like, this could be like 15 minutes less and this would have been a perfect amount of time here. Uh, and then some uh, biomes I'm like, Oh, or some, uh, you know, of the nine realms were here. I'm like, Oh, this is re- really, really smart. I-, I almost wish we could have stayed more, okay. uh, had more time here. Uh, so I-, I think it's an even bag and maybe it comes down to personal preference. Maybe it's just me uh, liking one versus the other and stuff like that. All
0: right. Now this is where I get a little flame warrior. Are you, are you ready for this? Cheers. Yeah. Uh, I heard this is just a PlayStation 4 game. It feels like I'm playing a PlayStation 4 game still. Oh <laughs> let's talk about I mean, let's let's talk yeah, about but, how this how this baby runs under the hood. Sure. Over yeah. the hood. Um, mm-hmm. graphically speaking, is it is it visually I guess do you see it visually an upgrade from PS4 to PS5? type jump of like a horizon or do you feel like this is a a, a half step
2: i think it's v- more leaning towards like an optimizational upgrade where mm-hmm. you can tell the hdr is on point the, the the color gamut is on point that being i mean obviously it all depends on the, the display you're using sure. it, whether it's a monitor or tv LG so that might be pending right there with you buddy exactly. uh, so you're you're in for a treat um oh, uh yeah and the the frame rates are great as well you know up to 100 120 lgc1 again this That's is right. not an ad um <laughs> but but that being said um, from be. like it could be lg, LG. call call right. call my friend <laughs> here um but but when you look at like specific um assets in the game and stuff you can kind of tell that no this is still a playstation 4 game at its very like heart of hearts uh just made better for the playstation 5 which is where i i played it um that being said i i don't think that there's anything wrong with it it's still a gorgeous Mm. game the character models look beautiful the textures on you know there's one moment where you know kratos is looking at his hands and, and i swear to god they look like real hands i was i was blown away and i was like uh, but then you look at like small rock, uh, uh, rocks and debris and stuff. I'm like, well, this doesn't look the same as what it could if this was just a pure gotcha. PlayStation Five game.
0: All right, fair enough. I like the honesty. I applaud it, sir. I applaud it. Yeah. Uh, to the people in the comments, please do.
2: Of course. Anyway. <laughs> nice be nice um and and then the other thing i did want to address because there was like a huge you know uh kerfuffle when the previews came out a couple weeks ago and it was the the whole thing about you know um the the hidden loading screens where you go through like a crack in the rock or you boost a buddy up uh, a ledge and stuff like that this game has them has them all over the place and it does really ring true of like, yeah, this is just reminded me, this is a PlayStation four game. This is something I have to just get over. Cause it's not inherently ruining my experience, yeah. but it, it, every time it happens, I'm like, that's right. This, this isn't a PlayStation five game. And this is kind of just a reminder because I do kind of wish the game was remodeled in a way to get rid of those almost, like, but, but it can't it, inherently because it's not like uh Spider-Man for instance, where it's like, oh yeah, we'll just get rid of the, the subway trips, you can yeah. just, you know, it's instant. You would have to inherit, like, just get rid of all these moments where Kratos is ducking behind something um, and then skulking through, you know, a cracker and that, but... Do you feel yeah, like it's it, injured because of it, or...? Not, not a whole lot, but every time, it, like I said, every time it happens, I'm just constantly reminded, like, oh, yeah, this is a PlayStation 4 game. This is the reason why it's there on the back, and they're, you know, loading up new assets and stuff like that, so it's a reality that we we all kind of should understand but at the same time i wish it wasn't the case i wish that you know we were at a place 2022 where this game was just a playstation 5 game and we got we we've moved past this but that's a larger discussion entirely much larger discussion Yeah, and i appreciate
0: it um so let's talk about last but not least let's talk about the sounds them them beautiful haptics um Mm -hmm. so sound wise music score all that how how was it my man because i loved loved and i still do love that god War 2018 soundtrack does this one
2: is this one on par yes uh bear mccreary returned so you get his 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 flavor back and i'll say that uh there are quite a few moments in the game where the soundtrack has given me chills uh whether it's because of the moment that is leading up to like via the narrative or just because there's a cool action sequence or stuff like that, or whether or not it's drawing back to, you know, uh, the themes of previous God of war games. Um, you know, you get the, the core like, uh, theme from like previous games and stuff, which we've heard in 2018 and stuff. Uh, so I, I, think that they use the score, the soundtrack, very, very great in this game. And, you know, the, it continues that, that narrative of like, Hey, this game is backed by great sounds, great audio design um and everything like that great music yeah. how does the how do how
0: does the combat f- uh, sound you know the swing of the leviathan axe how does it sound like i'm a, I'm assuming in the dual sense and also on screen um how, how do how do those enhance your gameplay
2: uh so there's nothing via the dual sense um mm-hmm. i think that again going back to the it being like a cross-gen game the the dual sense integrations are very limited to the haptics <gasps> no. and the adaptive triggers i know i'm sorry it, yeah I, I was a little disappointed i wanted some something to come through that speaker i was hoping yeah. at uh, one moment there would be like some sort of integration there, some grander integration but unfortunately it's pretty limited okay. um but throughout the game you know the combat sounds great the um everything going you know on screen pairing it nicely with um you know the audio is good i i don't think there's any notable standouts um via the the combat or anything i think it's all backed by bear mccreary and um his his talents as a composer exactly. all yeah. right well there you go there you have it that's that's been our our god of
0: you god of war ragnarok review your final take for god of war ragnarok um is this the is is this
2: the game that goes toe-to-toe with the elden rings steve
0: it's what oh, guaranteed
2: hearing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think uh, it's been a great year for video games all, yeah, all in all, I, I think. But when it really comes down to it, I think, you know, a lot of people are going to be saying to themselves, is it Elden Ring? Is it God of War? Myself included, which is like the game of the year. Um, and I think a lot of people are going to struggle with that. But I think, you know, Sony Santa Monica really came out swinging. They delivered something that is, I think, on par with what they delivered in 2018, very strong performances, very strong gameplay. And whether or not, you know, that resonates more or less with than what Elden Ring did and what From Software did remains to be seen. I think that's uh again, a much larger conversation that I Absolutely. myself am gonna have to have an internalized loose sleep over <laughs> this uh this next month or two. But uh, it's gonna be interesting to see where uh, the majority of people kind of land on this. I I'm I'm beyond excited to know where people land that's awesome because for me
0: that's i think the number one thing i was so nervous about i don't know why (laughs) but i was so nervous of like where's this gonna fall is this is this are we putting too much hope in in this game being this huge juggernaut if it fails to to impress and it looks like it's it's impressing you plenty so i'm I'm digging what i'm hearing man it's awesome to know that this is one of those i guess you know highlights of 2022 as we enter really or now in full swing of the holiday season as we've seen so many games kind of just fall you know flat this one seems to be yep. rising above which is awesome to see yep that said steve where can people find you good sir
2: yeah you can find me on twitter at sfigvari
0: Ooh, simple as that and of course yep. find him in all his work there um steve yet again thank you so much for killing it and helping us out uh it hey, means no. so much
2: no I, I appreciate the invitation i love hanging out with you i love uh talking to you about uh you know the the latest and greatest video games coming to playstation sharing you know my reviews with uh your audience as well you guys are awesome so um yeah thank you once again
0: yeah and with that let's go back to the show Ooh, we uh, kratos has a mustache shave the beard can you believe that did he actually there we go <laughs> I
1: don't know. I was like, really? because yeah. I went media dark. So I'm like, that's a possibility. I can see it.
0: Yeah. yeah, He just got just mustache. He he did oh, a fun. Freddie Mercury on us. Yeah, oh, uh, like our good friend Ains. You saw his uh, Halloween costume. I saw his wife's Halloween costume. Oh, <laughs> ho, 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 ho. what a prevert. He <laughs> looked like Freddie yeah. Mercury. I couldn't. I could not look away. I'm like, that's, yeah, that's Freddie I mean, Mercury. You yeah. you're not yeah. the Adams family. You're 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 about to go live on. World Aid right now.
1: <laughs> like oh this, God, Joe, come
0: on. He looked he, he look like Freddie Mercury. You know? All right. Yeah. Flash but news at the end, right? Oh Jesus <laughs> Christ! We gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. Gotta, gotta not get canceled. Gotta go fast. All right. HBO, uh, Last of Us HBO show premieres January fifteenth, uh, twenty twenty three, with the poster too. And ooh, it looks good. I'm excited. This is uh. I love the poster because it is very reminiscent to me of like the Last of Us cover. So this, I'm, I'm excited. more excited for the show than the game. I hope the show. I mean, the show looks like it's gonna be great. That's what I was gonna say. You don't like Last of Us. No. You're, are you excited for the show? Yeah, uh, yeah. I do not like the Last of Us.
1: I think it's very, very much got, not fun, despite being high quality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sh- sh- shut your mouth. Fun. You, you sound stupid. It's not fun. But you, I'm you sound stupid that when experience? you talk. Watching the actors in that experience, absolutely. The uh, the game felt, uh, uh, I don't know, up its own ass. You know? <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! Me. My it audience, did. you say
0: that? Okay, yeah, all yeah. right. They just didn't. And I was okay. like, all right.
1: Like, and like, I know the Last of Us is the the reason this show exists, and I love how much that game means to so many people. Right. But like, it's not fun for me to play, and I'm the guy that wants the video game ass games, right? That's what I want. God, I sense. want to. That's what I want in games. Audience,
0: I apologize for this man, slander. I
1: apologize for nothing. Um, <laughs> and the, fa- the fact is that poster, yeah. I want to watch that experience,
0: all Joe. Right. Yes. Here it is. Can't wait. I'm really pumped. I, I really do think this is, and I'm hoping, this is really big for them. That that trailer me gave me a yeah. whole lot of hope. And it got my brother into The Last of Us. Like He saw it. He's yeah. like, all right, time to do my homework. Let's do this. And mm-hmm. I, I, I freaking love that. So... Yeah, I, th- I think we I think we got something here. I think we got I think something here. It's gonna be great. All right, here's <laughs> bad news. you, Halo? <laughs> <laughs> Don't show Joel's ass for the love of God. Uh, <laughs> Sackboy isn't off to a great start on PC. This comes from VGC, according to independent data tracker Steam DB. The game has a current uh, concurrent player count of just 610 since it hit Valve's platform in October 20. Uh, sorry, 27th. Uh, while it's worth noting that Little Big Planet series has never been one of Sony's blockbuster franchises, the figure is dramatically lower than PlayStation's other first party PC games have managed, and at the time of publishing the title ranked number eight hundred and sixty three in terms of concurrent players in a total of three hundred and eighty six. I felt like this was this is not a surprise. I stopped listening. What? There you go. All right, here's one. Uh, Luke, I'm confusing all my white people names. Luke, have you heard this? Have <laughs> you seen this? Activision's Call of Duty rebounds with 800 million dollars launch weekend. The previous high mark was uh, the 770. Oh, this comes from Bloomberg, by the way. Sorry, uh, seven million. Sorry, 775 million set in. 2011's Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 across a five day launch note that this is in with adjusted inflation that would be a total of one billion dollars today this was done in three days Call yeah. of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Ooh now this is where I get to be on a soapbox for just a second here and say okay. Activision provided us with a code and um, Luke, I love this game so. Like as of recording, as this, this publishes, I am about to platinum this game. This will be my first ever call of duty platinum, um, mm-hmm. throughout my span of the entire game, uh, franchise, mm-hmm. what they've made here is something that I'm so surprised resonated with me so much, because as you guys know, modern warfare reboot, um, I was surprised how much I loved the single player but I dropped off from the multiplayer pretty quickly. This game has its hooks in me from the single player side, all the way to the multiplayer end. They really did listen to a lot of the feedback, at least in my perspective, a lot of the feedback from the fans in the beta and are continuing to address those as we go through. But in terms of just single player, it took what we loved from the reboot, that breach and clear aspect that more like we're going into houses, um, from modern warfare and they added elements of just intensity like there is a point in this game where several points you breach and clear a room and you don't know who's friendly or who's foe or you'll see a person drop down their gun and as soon as you turn around they go back to pick it up Mm -hmm. and it's just like it's in those moments that add that extra layer of intensity that it makes the gameplay just feel more visceral, if that makes any sense. And then midway through this game's story, it flips the script of what Call of Duties could be. Like, yeah, you have your big action set piece. There's one midway through where you're literally jumping from car to car, similar to like Uncharted 2's train level to get to the end. And it is so much gosh darn fun. And then the next mission is where you are stranded in a city. You have nothing. You are mortally wounded and you're trying to get from one side of the city to the other while there is a army searching and hunting for you. And it just harkens to, it really is a love letter to classic resident evil and the last of us in terms of if you like duct tape and making weapons out of pots and plants, um, it's there. And that level alone, which is called Alone, is one of the best cases of a franchise taking what you love, flipping the script, and executing it perfectly. And taking those elements and replaying them for you and making it not feel stale or not making it feel like it outlasts its welcome. The single player to me is so darn good. It is going to be at all awesome done top three call of duty stories for me um it easily. is easily it is stellar i loved it and if you're a fan like if if you're a fan from the 08 game and you come to this there there's so much warranted fan service especially towards the end that you feel like it's it's just it, you're all you're you're coming you're coming together again if that makes any sense. So it it feels like you're visiting an old friend while it's doing something really different. So I can't recommend Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 enough. It's actually one of my favorite games this year. I can't believe I'm saying that out loud. I feel like such a Chad. I feel like I just paid $8 for a (laughs) checkmark.
1: Credit where due, though. I mean, credit where due, because you're further in the campaign. You finished it. Uh, I've not finished the campaign. Yes. Yeah, I'm playing it on Hardened right now, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm really enjoying my time with it, Uh, and it's been another, it's one of many reminders of late that uh, reviews don't mean everything, because I've seen a lot of critics that aren't there for it, Uh, and I'm having an absolute blast with it. The multiplayer is fantastic. I tweeted out this morning at the time of this recording uh, that I just spent like 40, 50 bucks in Fortnite on Star Wars stuff and Black Adam, and then went and played COD. (laughs) because <laughs> that's just how good yeah. Uh, that's just how good that multiplayer is and i'm having a blast with it and it does feel like they listened in a lot of ways um it helps i think that the campaign is so good the gunplay is so good the multiplayer is so good and we've not heard horror stories about the developers yeah it's a lot easier to get in on this one than it was yeah. for vanguard i didn't even play vanguard yeah. um and so, and, and for contact yeah, Activision provided code is for me as well, um, and I'm, I, I'm absolutely everybody should buy this full price. Go for it. Call of Duty games don't go on sales
0: often, but do it. It's yeah. fun. It's a lot of fun, and even like the multiplayer element to me changes up a lot of things. So what we we know know COD for being, um, mm-hmm. and some things for the better, some things for the worse. Like I do feel like the weapon. Uh, system is convoluted as, as all heck but once you it's overwhelming at first yeah it's very overwhelming but once you learn it it really teaches you this to, to go and play other weapons and play different styles and hopefully you learn and become a more versatile cod player by doing that so to me though i don't know how much i loved uh the weapon system or some of the perk system or and even some of the maps i'm looking at you the mexican border map who we hear bad you're a bad map i'm sorry um there's a lot to love here there's so much to love here and i yep. who engorged i can't like i'm thinking of playing it right now <laughs> like i just want to finish editing the show to play it yeah october
1: man i mean whew. how i've been playing the resident evil 8 expansion finish that yeah Gotham Knights finish that playing an indie game or two. There's what we have. Plague Tale Requiem, mm-hmm. Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, God of War Ragnarok's on the way in a few days. Sonic Frontier. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was that? I'm sorry. You say that. Coughed. Um, oh, and, that's uh, crazy. Uh, and Xbox has got Pentiment coming. That's if right. you care. Um, I don't. Uh, there's, there's a lot happening, right? Yes. Like there's a lot happening and news. It's like, so it, all, it, it hits in waves, man. Yeah, it's dope. It there's does. so much to play. Like anybody that's doing that two for one deal at Target or, or saving up for the holidays, this is one of those things where you could legit have something on your Christmas list, even if you're a guy that can buy everything himself. Yeah. And you won't get to your stuff in time because yeah. there's
0: just so much. It's dope. Phil Spencer, <laughs> we're talking about him again, <laughs> and hopefully, honestly, this nails it down. All right. He said it. He said it. <laughs> Please, for the love we're not of God. Phil Spencer said on Same Brain Podcast, and first off, shout out to Same Brain Podcast—they were not getting credited at all for this interview. And I know you probably feel like, yeah, 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 yeah and the pain.
1: Shout out yeah. to them, yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, and shout out to Phil for just answering the actual
0: question. Because they didn't ask this question. And he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to say it. Let's just say it. (laughs) And probably that was a PR move, but whatever. Uh, Phil Spencer on the same brain podcast on Call of Duty on PlayStation. He's quoted to say, as long as there's a PlayStation out there. Actually, let me say it like Obama. Uh, As long as there's a PlayStation out there to ship, uh, our intent is to continue shipping Call of Duty on PlayStation. Uh, Let me be clear uh there you go just that's like my- minecraft just like minecraft they did that exact thing and they're making money on it Everywhere. there you go and that's phil spencer's mission uh yeah. it's stated clear as clear as day now and listen it is you know i've saw some people on discord and it is interesting you know, this kind of does strike a little different from what satya said of like let us compete. So we're competing. It does seem like they're having to change their tune a bit because yeah, regulators have some concerns, whether we share those concerns or not, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Cause they're the ones thinking it. Uh, so yeah, they're going to say what they need to say to get this thing through.
1: But, and I want them to get it through yeah. and not cause of COD bring I mean, back those IP yeah. free. Some of those studios, man. Yeah. God. Golly. That's a different, that's a whole different show.
0: Yeah. So there you go. Let it be done. All right. Luke, are you holding on to something? I'm I'm ready for the drop. Prepare the drop. You are the latest steals and deals coming to the PlayStation Storefront this week. November 1st. Mission Command Recharge on PS5, PS4. Tractor Journey on PS5, PS4. November 2nd. Oh, come on. What is this word? Dormian. Story of Seasons Friends of the Great Kingdom on PS5 PS4 Let's uh let's shorten that. That's a long title. Feels like that, that is all one the title. Color. That's one title. That is one game. This is one game. hat up on PS5 PS4. Shatter remastered deluxe on PS5 PS4. November 3rd. Die by the Blade on PS5 PS4. Go Song on PS5 and PS4. The Chant on PS5 Entropy Center, which I'm hearing great things about. PS5, PS4, WRC Generations. Didn't we just have one of these? I don't know. PS5, PS4. No, this is the now. last one with that license or oh, okay. It's a big deal for the people that care about that. For oh, real. Yeah. I don't know. And November fourth. <laughs> no, whatever to you people. Uh, Brats, flaunt your fashion on PS4. Ooh wee. All right, we got a few questions this week. Let's get it done in our favorite segment. The Sony Pony Express, Luke. I want you to yeehaw on this. All right, ready? Three, two, one. Yeah. God all right. damn! All right, you know you did. You you did good. Right. Yeah, I'm here you, for you, buddy. Yeah, thanks, man. Maximum Carnage writes in, greetings. Slinger and Banger, oh, I'm gonna ban you in a minute. I've uh, been listening to the Trophy Room Show from the Shadows for over a year now, but can I to be hanger, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> and sorry, today, I, to. I write to you both in hopes that I can adjust my karma in a positive way. All right, uh, unbanned uh, on Thursday last week, whilst listening. To the trophy room episode at work i for the first time in my seven year green keeping career took a direct hit from a fully driven golf ball oh shit damn. all right damn that's, that 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 is a pelt like i've been shot with a paintball ball like that has to be triple i've seen the caddyshack it looks painful yeah i've seen caddyshack yeah, that's right uh I'm incredibly lucky that it only struck my pinky toe, but it still hurt like a mother bitch. <laughs> so instead of being more cautious in my role, I decided to join as a patron and today donated $25 hairs to the Children's Miracle Network Hospital through Extra Life. Joe, my guy, I hope Big Boss Badbit is doing much better. Oh, thank you. Have a great week, Max. Thank you. Thank you, Max. That's I like the kind words. That made me feel nice. Uh, Dewan A. Raksha writes in, PlayStation Stars continues to be a mix, uh, mixed bag, but I was personally excited to see Play Whatever Challenge as I use my remote play feature pretty frequently and think it's great. Will either of you be giving remote play a second or first chance in order to compete in this task? The reward for playing four times for five minutes or or, or more, is 75 coins versus 50 coins for spending on a $70 game that is Call of Duty for comparison. Oh, dude, I'm doing that right now. Are you kidding me? Free points? I'm all about that. Hey, Luke, uh, are you a are you a believer in the remote play? I know, like, you you play a little bit of that X-Cloud. Do you think there's a true future in it?
1: Yeah, there's a future in it. Yeah? Yes, absolutely, there's a future in it. I don't know that it's going to be uh one that's relevant in here in the states in the immediate future but like if someone's rocking it right now keep enjoying it and there's a yeah. lot of people you and i are quite privileged
0: in that we have our own tvs even that's right you know what i mean lgc1's uh, so yeah, big yeah i i think yeah. so too i think i'm just not like like the the yeah. age group for it because i don't got good eyes i think this is for the kids you know like i i think yeah. microsoft saw fortnite on mobile and they're like yeah, we could do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we want to. And I think that's what they're going to be aiming for. Um, but for me, my old man eyes and UI having to probably adapt in the future to that mobile setup, that's what I think they're going to have to to figure out. Once they figure that out, heck yeah, I'll be doing that for sure. Mm-hmm. Vonte Tatted writes with this question. Now, they asked this last week. And uh, I, I like this question because this is, this is different for both of us. Ready? Sony Pony Express question. Yeah. Congratulations on taking your show on the road. Sony wants you. To, uh, sorry. Wants you both to take it to the next level. They have made amends with the OG commercial king himself, Mr. Kevin Butler. Remember him? Of course. And Sony wants to know. If you can make your own style commercial to promote one game and your podcast, what would it be and how would it go? Your budget is unlimited. Sky's the limit for creativity. And as always, love you guys. Shiny side up. Okay. While you're thinking about this, I want your Xbox version of this. Okay. For me, we have to be careful here, guys. We have to be careful because... Take a look at the latest commercial for God of War. It has like Ben Stiller in it. And all the gamers hate it. I haven't seen it. Um, I will maybe I'll turn it on, but whatever. Just haven't had the time. But gamers are so picky when it comes to commercials. We never want it to be or feel too mainstream, because to us it's it's cringe. At least at least to me it's, it it feels that way. Mm-hmm. So for me, I like the Billy on the Street. Uh, skits where Billy Agner runs up to people uh, on the streets of New York and yells questions at them and then insults them for like them getting it wrong. I love those. That's exactly what I would do, but I would go inside GameStop's and Best Buy's oh, <laughs> and just get totally <laughs> kicked out. Hey, what are you doing here? Oh, I'm uh, my mom's
1: walking around the mall and I had nowhere to go. Exactly. Hey, so you're not an actual customer? No.
0: <laughs> All right, I'm great. Good. Dealphabetize the xbox section exactly <laughs> i'm just a dumb kid uh god remember working i can't stop. those are the worst. God, it's the worst i always remember like the one kid running into the gondola with all the 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 playstation like you know like the cards, cards yeah. and <laughs> took us legitimately three hours to get it all back oh i once worst. asked the lady to
1: ask her child to stop uh messing up everything because he was just knocking stuff off and she told me some very vile things <laughs> uh, about what to do
0: to her at what time of the month and i was oh. very
1: disturbed and i was the only one in the store that day yeah. i was
0: like boy i hate this place honestly i would also probably do that as well share like more stories of GameStop employees of like oh, dumb questions that they had to answer
1: <laughs> dude it's been long enough i would love to do that that yeah. show and i could just say we should get our buddy kev on and just talk
0: about all our war stories mm-hmm. man Not so much PlayStation related, but I feel like that would, it's like, no, we do not have Mario on the PlayStation. (laughs) Like, like
1: mean tweets. My son said it had a Mario on the
0: Xbox. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I do mean tweets, but like with PlayStation mascots, you know? Oh God. Yeah. There you go. Twitter's an awful place. All right. Yep. Lastly, Yuna writes in. Hope you guys, Yuna's going to take us on a ride. I have not read this question, but I already see a. a always safe to do on a podcast. Yeah, work. always safe to. Always safe to do. Hey guys, hope you're both doing well. Welcome to November, where the word "boy" gets used. Holidays are upon us, and redheads <laughs> are upgraded to being sexy. Ooh, see, this is the word. I was like, oh my. Uh, my question this week is: Have you guys ever imported a game? Importing. Imported meaning comes from another country, another version of the game. I ordered Kuro no Kisi a couple weeks ago uh, for my Aaron-loving heart. Ah, Aaron-way, okay. That's the Aaron-way game. I get it. I I understand. Uh, And... It's the first time I have imported something. And with Kalisto Protocol getting canceled in Japan, most of that audience will have to rely on importing to get a copy if they did want to play it since it is now canceled. So I throw the ball over to you guys. Have you guys ever imported something before? Great question. Technically, my PlayStation Vita was an import. Uh, I bought it secondhand from someone that he it wasn't a Japanese Vita. So yeah. That um, actually, my gravity rush was a jap- no, my uncharted was actually a Japanese version of Uncharted, uh you know golden abyss so yeah i actually i I have imported a few games, but I don't go out to seek it. It has just stumbled before me. If that makes any sense, Luke, what say you?
1: No, I've never imported a game uh yeah. ever I, I my I mean most of the time when you're importing, you're bringing in something uh Japanese. Mm-hmm. And those are typically my interest. I don't JRPGs right. would have been the only thing we would have needed to import for that, and I'm, that's aren't my interest point. Mm. Um, but I think it's really cool when people do. Yeah, like I do think like it, it just sounds cool. Yeah, I had this imported. Yeah, this it import just sounds it. dope. It's like that's a power move. All I right, bought it for
0: Play Asia. I'm like, oh, you're fucking, you're cool, dude. All right, dang. All right, all right. Like that's commitment that I respect. Yeah, I take it. You know, great question as always. Everybody, thanks for your questions this week. Um, As this will be the last crazy week for me, Luke. Last crazy week, so I can finally not suffer from burnout. (laughs) As next week, I will be on the job hunt, which will be interesting. I wish you all the best. Thank you.
1: I'm mimicking you in that one of my responsibilities is ending, and so I will be back to uh, a mostly normal schedule, which I'm excited about. And So we'll get back to xcp and cast co-op and everything which i'm, I'm looking forward to
0: we and with that luke before we go is there anything you'd like to spotlight
1: uh well shout out to kyle i think uh, thinking of him that's mm-hmm. that's really uh as always uh he'd like to plug himself who? uh shout out to mr k step there one more who uh, and i so- swear to god
0: i'm gonna coo <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, if anybody would like to to add on to their follow list, you can find me on Twitter at uh and give xcp a shot. I think it's unique in the gaming space and yes. the way I do it. That doesn't mean it's perfect. I've got some things I want to change once I find some bandwidth for myself and some time. I like to... the sales
0: pitch of "Hey, you should listen. I got, I got." <laughs> There's some the things I like to fix. <laughs> well, it's no, like I'm selling a... this car. It's okay. Like, hey, it's a good L- car. Transmission's L- low. People are uh,
1: but, here for you, for your genuine element, that's uh, Joe. And if they don't know me as one of your best friends by now, <laughs> yeah. I want them to see the genuine element. XTB is a journey just like all of yeah. them. Uh, right. So yeah, I'd love for, love for people to go on that ride with me and some pretty dope interviews.
0: If you go back, Honest to God, them. they're really good. Thanks. They're really good. So that said uh, the show's perfect and you should give us five stars over on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. You get a win or, or sorry, you get a chance to win God of War Ragnarok Digital Edition, which if you haven't read or seen that review, you might want to copy God of War Ragnarok because it seems like it's going to be pretty cool. And uh please catch us for our extra live stream this Saturday. Link in the description to donate. Uh, every $10 goes to a, uh well, first off, goes to kids in need, but it gets you entered to win the limited Edition version of God of War Ragnarok, the one with Thor's hammer. But uh you know, just to let you guys know, a little uh, legal advice here: it doesn't come back. So once you throw it, you can't swoop it back in your hand. It's a fact. With all that said, you can find me over atmosphere. You could have laughed, Luke. You could have had a little giggle. I was yeah. reading a text from
1: Ains, who continues to badger us to do our responsibility Oh,
0: really put the mix the right color this time, guys. How about grow some hair, Ains? How about that? <laughs> you old <laughs> <laughs> you can find me over at mr Badbit. you can find the show over at ps trophy room and again please 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 go wish at mr k step all the best because he is and his family are truly going through it um and they could really use all your support In all seriousness go over there tell him how much he meets you um he really needs it so love y'all <laughs> Keep your wits about you. I feel like I ended out of really like, oh boy, let's get sad. But really, go show him some love. He's gonna need it. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, love y'all. Keep your wits about you. Keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation. See you guys. This is where you're like, I love you. You know, like, I love you. I love too. you. There you go. You're getting it.